Now, scripture reading this morning is taken from Isaiah 52, verse 7, and Mark chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. Okay, Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Mark 1 Verse 15 to 17. This time, the time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Indeed, this morning we are very privileged to have a very own Brother James speaking to us. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sister Min. Um, let's come to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you that you are in the midst of us. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross for our sin. That is in you, Lord. We have overcome death and yet break our bondage free. In you, O Lord, we have no fear of death, for you have brought us victory in Christ. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. The word evangelion is the Greek word, Greek word for good news. It's a Greek word for gospel. And the topic for today, uh, Reverend Lenita asked me to share on evangelism in the gospel, especially in our pluralistic, pluralistic society. Like us, we have Buddhism, we have Tamil, we have Indian, Buddhist, non-free thinker, and, and many more. And most important, we have our native, our pagan worshiper, and a lot of people are still illiterate. So how do we bring gospel to them? It's so beautiful upon the mountains that you see at Gunung Serapi. It's so beautiful upon the mountain of Santubon. And now we look at Ukraine. Is it beautiful at the mountains of Ukraine? But Isaiah says it's beautiful upon the mountains at the feet, at the feet of the messenger who announce peace, who bring good news, who announce salvation, and who say to Zion, your God reign. Imagine in Ukraine right now, we say how God reigned. How practical, how true. Let's pray with our heart with that. It's indeed not easy for things to set in. But it's Isaiah the prophet said, it's beautiful upon the mountain. At the feet of you and me, at the feet of FMC, they go out and bring good news. They announced salvation and said to Zion, Our God reigns. 
Amen. Amen. And in Mark, chapter 1, verse 15, he said, The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. It's so simple, one sentence. But it says a lot about the gospel. He said, repent and believe the gospel. And verse 17, he said, follow him. And he will make you fisher of man. Man, I tell you, as I prepare, I repented. I haven't been aggressive enough to really tell the people to repent, to tell the people to believe in the gospel, and to really 100% follow him so that he can make that fisher of man. How can it be done? A Jew, Jesus Christ, hang on the cross, hang on the cross, helplessly hang on the cross, be the ultimate source of salvation, ultimate source of power, ultimate source of strength. How can it be a Jew hanging on the cross, being crucified, be our Savior and Lord? We want more tank, we want missile, we want weapon. The cross? Can he be the savior of the world? The late Billy Graham has this to say. He said, at every sermon before he preached, he always has to include the message of the cross. The message of the cross. Religiously in church, yes, we can say this. In reality, at our workplace, a coffee shop, do we do the message of the cross? Is somebody that's weak hanging on the cross? We call him our savior. Sometimes we hear, not hear. We see, not see. Sometimes I myself hear, not hear. And see, not see. But the Lord Jesus Christ, when he died for you and me, the sin had blocked us from seeing him. Let us come to him and repent. Repent and believe the gospel. Follow him. Don't leave it there. Follow him all the way and he will make you fisher of man. You see, Paul is tirelessly going out to reach out to the Gentiles through storm, through criticism, through persecution. He keep on doing it. John Wesley, Martin Luther, yeah, Hudson Taylor, all these great people for the Lord, James Hoover, one nice young, go all the way out to reach out the unreached. Is that Evangelion? Is that good news? I believe it is good news, brother and sister. At this time of age, I will still say that it's a good news. Many times we thought it's bad news. That do we see ourselves as good news to the people? Do we live a life of good news to the people? Or people say that you are bad news. Here comes James. Bad news comes. Yeah? Are we the living example? Are we the good news? See, there are many ways of reaching out to people. 
We have SEE, Alpha, Full Spiritual Law, all kinds. But remember, these are all tools. I don't deny it's all very good tools. But these are all tools. These are not the primary. These are secondary. The primary thing is still the message of the cross. The one who hang on the cross, who died and shed blood for us. Jesus never go and tell his disciples these ten steps to freedom. The church hopefully will not tell people that these ten steps to your freedom in Christ. Did Jesus ever go to you and say that, I have ten steps for you to get out of your problem, to get out of the pit. Get out from the bottom of your pit. Did Jesus say that? Brother and sister, Jesus jumped down into the pit with you. Amen? He came down to be with you. He died for you. He journeyed with you. He jumped to the pit with you. So reaching out to the pluralistic world, we need to jump down to the pit. Go with the people that suffer. Go with the people that you cannot believe. Be with them. Don't present one time, two times. Not a good prospect, so we quit. Never give up on anyone. Keep praying. Jump down to the pit with them. Journey with them. Journey with them. And go with them. Even we ourselves cannot save ourselves. Can you save yourself? When I'm in the bottom of the pit of my life, middle-age crisis to 60-year crisis, I can't help myself. I need God. I need Him. He jumped to the pit of my problem with me and gently lead me all the way. Conversions of anybody has to be the supernatural word of God. Not by might, not my power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't save ourselves, brother and sister, don't be a hero. You try, you get deeper and deeper into the pit. But we need God, our Savior. Hold on to Him. By the power of the Holy Spirit, He will lead us on. Now, how should we go about presenting the gospel? Since tools is just a tools, what is next? Look at the example of Jesus, how he does it. Jesus is the servant. Hear this out. He said, follow me, be fisher of men. He said, follow him. When we enter into the good news of gospel, do we follow him all the way? Or we just do it during evangelism, mission month? Or do we do it all the way of our life? So that people can see you belong to Christ. Servant, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that we are the disposer of anybody. People can walk over us, through us, over the carpet. It's not that. It's not the disperser of others. Jesus never be the disperser of others. You see, Jesus is in control. He is willing to lay down his life. Hear this out. He is willing to lay down his life on his accord. 
Nobody push him. He is the master. He is the king. He is in control. So as we go out in John Gospel chapter six, Jesus see the last crowd of people when he preached to them. A lot of people came. A lot of people see Jesus doing wonders and miracles. Like a lot of evangelistic rally, we see miracles and healing. Everybody will float there. There's nothing wrong. Same thing with the past. A lot of people stream down there to hear. Do they believe in his teaching? Maybe, maybe not. How about some of them who are hungry? Feed the 5,000. Some people go for the food. I'm in the social work. A lot of people are coming for the food. Is there anything wrong? They just come for the food. You say to, tonight or tomorrow we present you the gospel. Maybe only one person. When come to food, there are 10, 20, 30, 40 people. When we have a mission work in Lundu before, we went all the way out repairing house, giving food. The church is filled with people, 60, 70, 80, 100. The moment we stop giving out social work, less and less people come. That is human. We go for the food. But Jesus said, you pursue for the food is good. Jesus doesn't stop there. That the food that gives you eternal life is he himself. Jesus himself is the food for eternal life. He is the living water for those who thirst. He is the one that feeds the hungry. Who can keep you the desire fulfilled? So in our mission, we can be totally compassionate. But please be uncompromising. It's so easy to, for social workers to bring thousands of people, even the whole world. I tell you, the NGO who are non-Christian can do that. Suchi can do that. They reach out millions of people. Compassionate can be no limit. But remember, we are doing it for Christ. As we do it, we always remember underlying there is the message of the crucified Christ on the cross for them. When they receive Christ, they will have total change. They will help themselves. You don't have to keep feeding them. That is why social work must come with gospel of love of God. In serving human needs, in serving human needs, we must always remember Jesus is control. Amen? As we serve and reach out to people, feed the poor, always remember that Jesus loves you and he wants you to have better food than what I give you. You need to be compassionate to them, otherwise they don't see Christ, you see? Social work need that. When we do that, people see that, yes, your God is loving. Otherwise they say that, I am hungry. I need food. You try to feed me gospel, I won't hear you. So, in reaching out to people, reaching out to human needs, always remember that God is in control. The church, we can reach out to meet the needs of people, but bearing in mind we are responsible to God. 
Everything we say now for social work is for the glory of God so that the gospel can reach out to the Ulu people. I thank God for Reverend Lenita for passionate wanting to reach out to the indigenous group. So in reaching out, we give them, we have repair, roof repair. To do that, the people, the Bidayu can see that your God is loving. Amen? That is good news. We live the good news. So as Christians, to reach out in this complicated society, we need to be the light like our children choir sing. Be the light. Be the shine. Don't hide under the bushel. No. You hear the children singing, not me, huh? Don't hide under the bushel. No. Keep on shining and shining, shining on light. Give me oil in my lamp and keep me burning. Keep me excited. Grease me on and keep me on so that I continue to be the light and soul for society. I not only repent of my sin, oh Father. I believe in you. I not only believe in you. I will follow you, Father. That is the toughest thing. And to reach out to the people, we need to repent. Ask them to repent. And we need to believe him, the gospel, as he is the only way. And not only that, as you believe, we need to follow him. To journey of tough life. Even though storm come, stay on, stay put, be in Christ. Christian in Ukrainian in Ukraine. There are many churches underground that put it for their bone shelter and opening up for those people to come in. The church, the clergyman, don't leave Ukraine. I hear the testimony very touching. He said, this is the only time and only hour that we can reach out to Christ by loving them, keep them warm. That is a real war out there. Challenge to ourselves, FMC, are we the bunker for those who can seek refuge? Are we the church they can receive those who need help, keep them shelter in gospel. When we do good works, people can see Christ do love them. You see, when Jesus write, when Jesus go out and preach, Jesus don't write the book. Jesus bring the disciple. Jesus form community. The community of people that do his work, that proclaim his work, and live the life as fisher of men. Where Jesus Christ all the way through, in our work, in our social work, if the glory is on yourself, your social work is in trouble. You do social work, people see Christ. I believe you are going to the right track. And I pray for myself and my colleague in Breakthrough that as we serve, we don't shine, but Jesus shine. And I pray 
our kingdom of God for FMC. We ourselves don't shine, but Jesus shines higher. Gospel is the framework for all our life. Gospel is the lens for all our lives. He is a framework to frame up what you should do. He is a lens that tells you where you should go. Through Him, with Him, and in Him, we can live and have our being. Amen? He is the only lens. Cross is the only lens to bring us all the way through. Jesus is the main actor in our gospel. Hear this up. He is the main actor, not us. And He is launching. He is moving the kingdom of God to this earth. Through us, we are the feet of the messenger that go out. We don't want just to be the ear and mouth, but we shall be the feet who bring good news to the poor, to the needy. The kingdom of God is near. Oh God, please repent. Oh people, please repent and believe him and follow him all the way through. Let us announce the good news. Let us announce the good news. Sorry, you see, I missed all that. Let us announce the good news and move on. The kingdom of God will keep on going. We need to know who this king is. You see, it marked all the way through from one to the end. Look at the book of Mark. The book of Mark, the first half of the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, is about exorcism, it's about Healing is about miracles. Then on second half of it, it's all about the cross, the death of Christ. You see how Mark emphasizes it? The gospel of Mark is the conversion of the kingdom and the cross. It's the conversion of the power and the powerless. You see the paradox, the contradiction? It's the dunamis, and the dead. It's a glory and suffering. It's a recognition and rejection. It is being victimized and vindicated. This is the whole full gospel of Christ. May his kingdom come. May his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The gospel has to go through the cross, not without the cross. A lot of people present gospel just jump into the resurrection of Christ without the suffering of Christ. Mark is not trying to turn the theology of glory into theology of suffering, but he converts it to. You see the power there with the Christ on the cross. Everything is so powerful. John the Baptist came to baptize Jesus. He prepared the ground for Jesus to be baptized. And then Jesus Christ, in Mark 1 verse 8, He baptized you with the Spirit. Here is our brothers. He baptized us with the Spirit. He baptized us with His fury breath. His breath of Christ. He baptized us with His breath, with His words. Sorry, I sound very assertive. I get excited when I see that. See, I start to miss it again. 
He baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. It will be purifying. It will be empowering. And Jesus' baptism concerning his death. You know why it's his death? It's the baptism of powerlessness in a torturous and inhuman execution. His death is the baptism. And that baptism, that death, is the power of Christ. It is in his suffering and humiliation that Jesus is enthroned as king. I pause. It is in his suffering and humiliation on the cross that he is enthroned as the king. He is enthroned as a king. Why? Because he has a, he has a power to serve humankind. So the kingdom will come, but had to be in the midst of the cross of death, of this empowerment of witnesses hanging on the cross. So what kind of king is he? What kind of king is he? Yeah? He is the king that serves and suffers for people. FMC Church, you and me, Jesus suffered and died. He came to serve and not to be served. He suffered, and that's why he is enthroned to be the king. He exhorted his disciples not to lord over others or tyrannize, tyrannize others. That is the way of Rome or Caesar, but not the way of kingdom. He doesn't lord over people. Then he said before that his own example, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus, the servant king who represents a stark alternative to a serve the ephire monarch of Rome. Here this are the two kingdoms. The kingdom of Rome under Caesar and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is come to serve and not to be served. The kingdom of Rome is come to deify themselves, to make themselves the emperor, the king. The people had to sacrifice for the king. But this king of ours sacrificed for the people. Oh God, thank you. Thank you for being so wonderful and so great. You see, Jesus' death is necessary. Jesus' death is redemptive. Jesus' death, it is written. And we need his death to deliver us, to redeem us from the bondage of sin. He is an all-powerful God, brother and sister. He is an all-powerful God. And here this is something that I really treasure. The quote is, it is by renouncing power to save oneself that the power to save others is unleashed. I want to pause here. Jesus renounced his power to save himself. Like the priest and the scribe say, you are not king, you can't save yourself. But it is a power, renouncing power to save oneself, that the power to save others is released. You hear that? God is so powerful, he gave Jesus to be powerless so that he can save more humankind. The power is released to save other people. 
He doesn't save himself. How often in our daily life we save our skin, we save ourselves. Have we ever denied ourselves and let that power or powerlessness be released and to save other people? And that is something I learned so much. To renounce the power to serve oneself, that the power to save others is being unleashed. According to Mottman, the German theologian, religious desire for praise and self-affirmation are blind to suffering because they are in love with success. On the pause here. Religious desire for praise and self-affirmation are blind to suffering because they are in love with success. I have a lot of dialogue friends with people, with other churches, and they are quite a mega church. And we talk about the church, I don't want to name it, but all the mega church. A lot of church don't believe in suffering. They only believe in success. Boom, bam, bam, boom, boom, success, success. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So many have been delivered, healed, but never believe in suffering. Suffering is a curse. Suffering is a pain. Is that true? He said, further down, he always suffers only to the degree that he loves. If he kills all the love in himself, he no longer suffers. He becomes apathetic. You see this German writer? He wrote this during the Nazi's time. We will suffer to the degree of our love. I'm so touched by it. Jesus loved us so much, that's why he's willing to suffer. Do we love your brethren, your neighbor so much that you are willing to suffer, sacrifice for them? Uh, I don't believe in suffering. It's a good life. I'm living heaven now. But Jesus said, if you love, you need to be like me. Suffer. Love comes with suffering. And we need that. You see, Jesus said in John chapter 19, Verse 30 said, it is finished. John chapter 19, verse 30 said, it is finished. Jesus is finished in taking away our sins. And now he removed our sins as far as from the east to the west. It is finished. It is done deal. It is sealed that the blood of Christ has cleansed our sin. And that is a highlight the gospel wants to present. The sin. I believe that is what Billy Grant had to say. The sin in us has prevented us from many things. He said, it is finished. Jesus said, it's finished. My death on the cross is finished. The battle is over. He is Lord. He has healed you. He took away your sin. He removed it as far as from east to the west. He renounced his power so that you can be saved and that you can save other people. Boy, I tell you, this is so good. It's so powerful that Jesus come. Jesus came and became a curse for us. Jesus came to love us. His bounteous love, unconditional love, is being unleashed to create in us a new heart, to create everyone have a chance to have new life. Don't you like it? He died, his bounteous love died for us so that we have a chance to have a new life, exciting life, 
good life. It is power in witness. It is power to love, to suffer. And that is powerful. Give me 10 more minutes. Huh? Won't be long. To do all that, to present the gospel to the pluralistic, pluralistic society, we need to form a community like FMC. I want to read here, Christian community is a family community drawn together by virtue of the fact that they have a common saviour and a single Lord. They form a new family, they strengthen each other for service. You see? Pause here. Form a new family, they strengthen each other for service. Nourish each other with words and celebrate together the presence of the risen Lord in their midst. Although they are weak of themselves, but they are strong together in Christ. Sometimes we can't sing when we are weak. The people that are dying that I face very often at the dying bed, they can't sing. But if they have a community to sing for them, they are happy. When we can't sing, we have my brother and sister to sing with me. There is togetherness. There is the bond of love. And this bond relationship is greater than blood relation with our brother, our sibling. And this bond that Christ died for us, does it exist in our modern day era? You want to see revival? Let us come together in unity, in one voice together, so that we can unleash the bounteous love of Christ to those people who need Christ. Then, spiritual formation. To form the community, we need to have spiritual formation. In Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. This is something that I always remind myself. It's no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. I have to deny my flesh, my desire, so that Christ can live in me. By faith in Christ, we can move on. You see, what is the cross symbolized? The cross symbolized is the letter I is with the line that pierced through it. It is you, the I, with the line pierced through it. That means offer yourself as a living sacrifice. That is the cross. And that is the message of the cross that we need our Christ Jesus. Lastly, to have a ministerial formation. Christian leaders are modeled to themselves in the categories of a servant and a slave to loss. I want to pause here. In big church, I'm not criticizing here, sorry, Pastor Lenita, we're all human. Christian leaders need to model themselves like Christ of a servant and a slave. We cannot run the church like a CEO. We cannot treat the people like a function. You are no more good use for the church. You have retired. We cannot treat people like a function, but as a person. 
continue with them, even though there are no more in the office. And very often the church, the church sacrifices the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Bible, to please the people. We please people. And a lot of times sermons don't preach about repentance. Don't preach about sin. Don't preach about reconciliation. Don't preach about forgiveness. Because that is very touchy to certain people. We like to create, bring a lot of crowd where people come in. We like to meet their needs, but never tell them they need to change. Reverend T one time talked to me. He said something very pointed. He said, James, he never liked to raise money for church. Last time we raised money for FMC Church. Reverend T, you are listening, you hear. He said that, I don't support it. You call the Cebu, I don't help you. Okay? He always said that when people give, people control you. He doesn't want people to control. You must give from your heart and give it willingly for the kingdom of God. We are here to be a servant. We are not here to control or to rule people out. Greatness is found in loneliness. Influence is gained in humility. Esteem is attained through service. As Paul would say, power is made perfect in witness. Power is made perfect in witness. I'm very touched by the hymns. I just read the, the hymns in the cross. The lyric of the hymns. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Thou precious fountain, free to all a healing stream, flow from Calvary's mountain. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory forever. Till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the river. We start with the cross. We end with the cross. We repent and believe in him and follow him all the way through that we can find strength in him. Hassan Teller Hassan Teller, sorry, Hassan Southwell. Hassan Southwell, I want to emphasize that he is the Australian from Sydney or Melbourne and then died in 1996. He set up a truly revival place to start up the SIB church at the northern part of Sarawak, Limbang, Lawas Barrio. For over 60 years, he and the wife sacrificed the best part of their life at the area where Viner Brook considered that place is without hope. And these people go there and stay for 60 years to help the people for 60 years. Revival took place in 1930, in 1940, in 1973. Gospel is costly. It takes sacrifice. Discipleship is costly. Nothing we call cheap grace. No. This is a die on the cross for us. Hassan Teller, Hassan, sorry, he said Teller. Hassan Southwell, has this conclusion, he said, we can no more generate nor manipulate a true spiritual awakening by our effort that we can cause 
the wind to change from east to west. Jesus himself said the wind blow whenever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it's going. So it is with everyone born of spirit. Our part is to reverently watch God's walking and be obedient to his leading. As we present the gospel, give it to God. Let God deal the thing. Let God settle the deal. We just watch and see his Holy Spirit move and revival will take place. The condition for us is to repent. To believe in the gospel and to follow him. And he will truly make God the fisher of men. Amen. Can I pray? Father God, I thank you. I pray this at this 40 minutes. We hear you. The power of the cross. The message of the cross. Let us come to be humble and a willing vessel to be your feet to bring gospel, to bring peace, to bring salvation to the end of this earth. At this time, God, you reign in Ukraine. God have mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.